deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, earbuds. Here on Analyze This, we love unpacking things. But we also love packing things. That's right. Which is why we're here to talk to you about Away Carry-On. This is luggage with power. Literal, no. literal power. Literally. It can charge your phone. That's crazy. It oh can charge God. your phone, your tablet, your e-reader, anything else that's powered by a USB cord. I can't believe that this thing actually has power. I'm not a scientist, so I don't understand, but that's amazing. Well, you know, Hannah Gelb, I do travel quite a bit. You travel more than anyone I know. I know, and I have lower back pain because of it. <laughs> But something that makes traveling easier is having good quality, high-performing luggage. And I got to tell you, 360-degree wheels. That's a must for me. If this thing can't rotate in a full circle, I'm not going to be running it through the airports of Chicago. Just FYI, guys. Chicago is a huge airport, and you do literally have to run sometimes. Dude, midway. Midway. Yes. So as an experienced traveler, I have to say that it's really worth it to have a good size bag. The Away Bag comes in a variety of colors and four different sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. For extended stays. <gasps> this is the best part. There's a removable, washable laundry bag that keeps your dirty clothes isolated. Do you know, I just use plastic bags from Target to put my dirty laundry in. Amazing! Such a game changer. I can't believe this. Truly, this is luggage with power. And if you guys want to try it out, you can get a 100-day trial to live with it, travel with it, Instagram it. And if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. Plus, free shipping on any away order within the lower 48 states. Specific. Best part is that Away has a special offer right now for our earbuds. To save $20 off on any suitcase, go to awaytravel.com slash Hanalize. And be sure to use the promo code Hanalize during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash Hanalize with the promo code Hanalize. Again, both are spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. Dude, I am excited to check in and check out Away Travel. Kind of like checking into a flight? <laughs> I got it, dude. All right. <laughs> that, was great. Uh, that was great. That was good. That was good. I think that the salad I just ate destroyed my body. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. That's okay. And I'm also sorry because I ate the same salad. So what if the you same thing is going to happen to me? You already feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you already feel it. You'd already feel it. You just no. hit one. But we have hit really them. different bodies. You know, I feel like everything Hannah ingests Everybody's makes her different. have a rash. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, wow. Wow. That's a big leap. That's just, a big just, leap. Just really sensitive. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm just saying that you're right. <laughs> Welcome to another rip-roaring adventure on Handleize This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I am one of your hosts, Hannah Hart. <laughs> uh, and I I'm just, Hannah Gelb. There you go. It still feels weird to say that, just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're joined by a third person, Katie Morton. Hey, everybody. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me. Of course. Oh, thank you for coming. Thanks for so being excited. here. I'm so when excited When I first to met Katie at a... Social function of some sort. Was it when we? Was it New Year's? I thought I was Sorry, trying to think of when I met you. Was it, 20, it was New Year's for twenty sixteen. Yes, it was New Year's, bro. And we went to the the Echoplex. We went to whatever, Echoplex. Right? We danced. We danced. Oh, right? Remember, no. Remember you? Oh no, it wasn't actually. I think we met you before then because Sean wasn't with me. He came for New Year's and we danced on our own at the Echoplex. I think <gasps> it was a whole other time. No, nope, that whole... was Los Globos. Oh, it was Los Globos. Mm, that was Mariah Carey night. Yes. <laughs> That was, was, oh, were you there? I was there. I don't know. Why don't you? I still have the pen. Well, I, I, I don't have very good memory for places, but I do remember people and feelings that come with seeing people. And I just remember having such a good feeling. I was like, what a lovely person. Aw. Yeah, like, Katie's great. She's one of a kind. No. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Katie is also a YouTuber, and she has a channel that focuses specifically on mental health because you are a licensed therapist. <gasps> Believe it. <laughs> yes. <What? laughs> but I'm so curious. So how does it work? Are you just talking or do you have people on who's do you have like are you answering questions or all of the above? Oh. Um some stuff I'm like educating about like a diagnosis, like how do we diagnose and how do we treat it and that kind of stuff. And then I'll have people on to share their stories or I'll have other colleagues of mine to share their expertise. And then I answer questions. Um, my Thursday videos are usually more like FAQ style, like questions that my audience sends in. That's wonderful. Because mm-hmm. maybe you... people who can't really, you know, they can't afford to like see a, th- a therapist privately. They can just watch your channel. Yeah, exactly. Oh That's gosh. a good place to start. Yeah. And then also people that are learning about like let's say you get diagnosed with a major depressive disorder or mm-hmm. et cetera, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you have videos that people can actually watch to educate themselves further on it in like a very casual, familiar style. Yeah, totally. And so that they know when they go in to see their therapist or hopefully reaching out to a professional, they know what questions to ask, what they should, mm-hmm. you know, what options are available, things like that just to empower them so they can make good choices for themselves what is one video on your channel that you're so proud of and you're like this video is exactly because i'm you know we both make content like this video is the kind of content like this to me is what my channel is wow it's a lot of pressure (laughs) (laughs) you you don't don't love pressure you want some kale no (laughs) i'll pass okay um i think it depends there's a lot of different videos that i love I actually am really proud of my first videos just because I was so awkward, but I like persisted. (laughs) And they were definitely more in my niche, like my wheelhouse, because I specialize in eating disorders and self-injury work. So that's what I started out doing. It's slow. It's not YouTube style, but I'm just, I think I'm proud because I did it. Yeah. Because I didn't really want to. Yeah. (laughs) All those things are amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, the reason why we have Katie here today uh, is not only because we like her and not only because she's a therapist, but because she is delightful. Well, it is because she's a therapist. Great eyebrows. Great eyebrows, Katie. Fantastic. I mean, really, truly great. Like stuff that dreams are made of. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but today, you know, we are here to talk about therapy, different styles of therapy, and our experiences in therapy, the good and the bad. Well, and I would like to ask, Katie, mm-hmm. if you have, you know, I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but I feel like it's so hard to actually describe what therapy is because it's like you're paying a person to talk to. And so it's this um, like professional for an intimate relationship. relationship, but there's this humanity that bleeds into it because you're two human beings talking and you're mm-hmm. talking about everything. It's weird. So therapy. like, and I feel like there are still people who don't know what therapy is and they still have this like weird movie idea of therapy is where you go and you just like cry and someone Lay says like, couch. how do you feel? And like, yeah, how's that make you feel? And they take notes. And it always I'm... offends me every time because I'm like, you don't know what therapy is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what would you say to those people? I think, I mean, therapy is different depending on the therapist and the patient. So as I'm a more, I do CBT and DBT based therapies, meaning cognitive behavioral and dialectic behavioral therapy. So like what that really means is it's very structured. So the way I always explain therapy to people is like you, you come not really knowing what you need, but you know that something's wrong. You don't feel right. And it doesn't have to be bad. Like you don't have to be at wit's end. Please don't wait till you're at wit's end. Like yeah. it's much easier. Or maybe it's even long. like, you know, you, you need something more. Yeah. Or yeah. Without, like, you're yeah. like there's something making you uncomfortable in your life. Yeah. Mm. Uncomfortable, unhappy. Uh, Depleting. Yeah. Anything like that, right? Like we, we need something, something's not right, whatever. Maybe we need to get rid of something, who knows. And then you go not really knowing, but you're meeting with someone who's supposed to help you find out. Mm. And it's not like they're going to tell you because a therapist should never tell you. That's like totally wrong. Um, but you should be guided carefully down a path to self-discovery, whatever that can look like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and that's why all different – there are so many different types of therapists, so different types of therapy. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, would you – could you tell me what the difference is between CBT and DBT? Uh, DBT is an add-on of CBT. So the person, Marsha Linehan, who created DBT, took the CBT basics and added in the, like, emotion regulation and mindfulness components. Hmm. Okay. So what are the CBT basics? So <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, no, we got no. all the listeners that are learning. The, totally. And CBT is kind of, in a nutshell, it's like what, our, what we believe about ourselves means that those are going to be our thoughts. And those thoughts are going to turn to actions. Those actions are going to guide our life. And then we go around and around and around and around, right? And that's kind of how we act, whether we're conscious of it or not. And so CBT works to like track back to find out what those beliefs were mm. so that you can challenge the ones that are faulty and, you know, not really rely on the ones that are true, but like you come to build a, a more solid foundation about who you are and what you're about. And then learning, you know, it's a lot of self-talk. It's a lot of behavioral techniques because you're Ugh, kind of... so boring and hard. Like, <laughs> It's a lot of homework. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of like. It's a lot of being. It's a lot of awareness work. You yes. know, because mm-hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's certain cognitive distortions, right? Totally. Yes. Yeah. And so, what are some examples of those? A cognitive distortion. It could be anything. Because essentially, the way I like to describe distortions are: we all have. Uh, I was. I always think of like the eye doctor when they put those. When they try to figure out where your sight is, if anybody knows like the little glass, or at least yeah. the old school eye doctor, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. shoop, shoop, and they come, which one's better? A, B. Uh, they're like, which one's one? better? Number this two. one, this one. Yes, yeah. exactly. And you're like, oh, God. You're I like, they're know. both terrible. I don't know. Am I blind? But, which might be how therapy feels. No, I'm just oh. kidding. But when um, those distortions are those like different glasses that make things foggy. So, it's, and it's, so I feel like they're the thoughts that are like, everyone hates me and yes. I will never be loved. Yes. That, oh. that would be like one of those. And a distortion could even be like someone making a kind gesture and you're like, they're just out to get me. Dude. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That's a distortion. 
I'm always like, I mean, unless you have evidence to support. I am, yes. you know, but like I'm real like, evidence. If somebody's like, like, oh, here's a lovely like gesture or offer or invitation. I'm always like, what do they want? <laughs> You might want to talk about that in therapy. Yeah. Because some people just care about you and want to do nice things. I'm not going to lie, Katie. When we first (laughs) met, I had to talk about you in therapy. Because I was like, wow, what a lovely giving person that seems so lovely and nice. How can you be real? (laughs) (laughs) And I literally, and then my therapist was like, do you have any evidence to support this Mm -hmm. idea? And I was like, no. I'm just scared. Like, do you remember when you invited me to go up to her family? Oh, yeah. It has a Christmas tree farm. Oh, Can I say that? Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. How delightful. Isn't that lovely in Washington State? Oh, my. Is that too much? No. Okay, great. That's like where Christmas (laughs) trees are born. I know. And Katie was like, you should come up a weekend. It'll be fun. Yeah. I was going to visit my mom in like May or something. I I had to talk about that in therapy. That's (laughs) the reality of me. Oh, my gosh. I literally was like, I don't know. My new friend Katie invited me to go out of state. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just don't even know. Like, is I get so scared of practicing my like boundaries and failing to meet expectations that every time I, mm. I'm very slow, very slow at inviting new people into my life. No new friends. Yeah, no, I'm good. No new friends. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Oh my yeah, god, wow. that's awesome. Well, you know, I've had I've had an experience or two in therapy that I have not enjoyed, which I'm pretty sure we all have. And I'm excited to tell you guys all about that. Yeah, please do. Please do. Right after this. Let's talk about periods. Oh, let's do. <laughs> let's do. You know, I get mine every month. Uh, same here. Well, not I want to talk knows. to management. <laughs> I want to talk to the management about this. But you know what I really appreciate? is when I have the feminine care products I need readily available. Which is why I really love using Lola, a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. Can I just tell you something that's amazing? Huh. My vagina. (laughs) You're right. And it deserves the best. Yes. You can't just be shoving any old thing up your hoo-ha. Mm-mm. You need 100% natural organic. Organic ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's important what you put in your body. Literally. It's important what you put in your body. The best thing about Lola products is that they come in a simple, customizable subscription. Let's say you don't get your period every 30 days or whatever. You can get it whenever the rate of you getting it is. Also, you can choose like how many of each thing that you want. And mm-hmm. I know you're like me and get like... Exclusively supers. You have to, <laughs> you like, you're like... Okay, you get the three-pack box with super regular and then light, and then all the regulars are gone, and then you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) So this can help you never have that happen again. It's true, because your flow has a different kind of rate every day. So let's say you're somebody that really needs super tampons. Then you can just get supers, or just get regulars, or just get the panty liners. It's up to you. And once you've started your subscription, you can cancel, skip an order, or modify your subscription at any time. And Lola will email you two days before your products even ship. Lola prides themselves on no surprises and no gimmicks. They also pride themselves on helping others, which is why with every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. Wow. Wow, Lola. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. Yep. For 40% off your first order, visit mylola.com and enter Hanalize when you subscribe. That's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter Hanalize when subscribing to save 40% on your very first order from Lola. Wow, that was beautiful, dude. Oh, thanks, man. 
who wants to talk about me, the, me, 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 oh, me, oh, me. No, okay, Wait, well, let's finish the question. <laughs> I mean, I think I know what it is. <laughs> I think it's bad experiences in therapy. I guess is that I, what we're right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to say for anyone who has never been to therapy and they're thinking about doing therapy, it's like dating a little bit. Mm-hmm. You Ooh. go through a few. Unless you're terribly lucky, but you go through a few where you don't connect with them. Some real duds. Let me tell you, and it's very painful because I've I've had two long-term therapists. One of them was like pretty good, really, you know, good. We connected. She was my first therapist, but wasn't really the style I needed. But I didn't know that until I had another therapist who is the best therapist in the world. And I will love him forever. Um, love him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that's a whole thing. <laughs> well, I think today's the day that we talk. We about could talk it. about it, but yeah. I've, I've also had very like few therapists who I've seen like two or three times, maybe even just once. And they, the worst thing is, it's like you're talking to them. You're probably sobbing. I'm usually sobbing. I'm always sobbing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't make the, they make you feel like they're not hearing what you're saying, and that is the worst feeling because then I just feel like you're like, well, something's wrong with me. I'm going to shut down now. You are a therapist and you feel I feel like you are annoyed at me for having these feelings so that can happen but good therapists Which are is out why there it's about chemistry right because if you're like if you're feeling like you're not connecting or clicking or mm-hmm. basically vibing you know well, also, yeah. I mean therapists are just people I feel like some people some people therapists they don't <laughs> they just their brains just don't work like my brain is always on the existential so I need a therapist who's like I fucking understand what you're saying. I mean, I've had therapists where I'm like, I just, I'm terrified of responsibility. I'm terrified of no meaning. And they're like, well, why don't, I mean, why? <laughs> you know? And like, it's meet like, me oh, where I am, please. Yeah. Yeah. Meet me where I am. Yeah. I'm like, that is I'm so like, important. acknowledge where I am, but do not say that you're anywhere near here because then I, because of my caretaker reflex, yeah. right? So if I, if I was in therapy and I was being like, because I, I, I've tried and talk about like, existential woe and like being like the one i really haven't at all resolved my sleep i really haven't i can't sleep unless i have taken a lot of like indica or like cbd and like put my had my somatic system just like relax and go to sleep like i can't sleep on my own you know and so in therapy and she's like we talk about it and i've been like well because i start thinking about oblivion like literal oblivion, like the fact that one day the sun will envelop the earth, so none of this matters. And it sends me into this just terrible terror spiral of just like inevitability, you know? And I've like said that to her. And if she was like, tell me about it, I'd be like, okay. So now, now I, I take, take care, care of you. Of you. <laughs> uh... And I don't, you know, so that's how I am though. So if, my, if I had a therapist that was like totally, that wouldn't work for me. You, you need a, Even not... if it would work for you. Hannah Gelb. Yeah, because mm-hmm, everybody's mm-hmm. different. Like you, you can't have too much empathy thrown on you because then you start to feel sympathetic. Me, to Hannah them. Hart. Oh, yes, right, yeah, right, yeah. Because right, right. I start to feel sympathetic, and then my sympathy turns into compassion, turns mm-hmm. into action, turns into, well, you know, maybe there is something. Yeah, more. just to make it better. So just to they make it don't better feel for bad. them, and then no. I leave, and then at night I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like a good but therapist you need the opposite, would almost. they'd be able to call that out though don't you think well it's not good no it's not it's not so cut and dried like that mm-hmm. because like you would want someone to be like I know yes mm-hmm. tell me more mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. you need someone to meet you where you're at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hannah doesn't want anybody to meet her there because then she'll She'll, take... she'll be like, so therapist, tell me about your day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, yes. Literally, yes. One of the first things I had to say, I guess now, uh, wait, did you want to go first? Because I was going to go into my like. Oh, go, go for it, dude. Okay, great. Well, this is like a bad therapy experience slash also 
learning experience for me, Hannah. Okay, so one time, I one version of therapy I've had, and I've gone to therapy. I had to go to court-ordered therapy when I was like seven or eight, and it was so worst. lame. It was sucked, and this was like a county – you know, God bless states that provide funds and county, blah, blah, blah. Totally. But these people are overworked and underpaid and blah. And force, being forced into therapy too, especially during a really traumatic time. Yeah. Good. It's never good. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. anybody. So this therapist I had then, I just did not get at all because she spoke to me. It was very like, uh, like trying to like talk to me at like a child. But oh, like, God. And even though I was only seven or eight. I was a child. Oh, okay, wait. <laughs> but you were like a, parent, a parentified child. So yeah. you were like adult for I was a child. Like, I was like, listen, ma'am. She was like, do you want to play with the car? Who's in the car? Why don't you tell me about yeah, each of the family members in the yeah. car? And I was like, you mean like as metaphors for my family? Yeah. He's like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I grew up in a very like, cops are bad. Don't tell anyone anything. Household. And so this approach that the therapist had just made me be like, okay, cool. Therapists are like cops. They are bad. Don't tell them anything. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so that was like my first introduction to therapy. And then I went – when I was coming out – oh, no, God. When my stepsister killed herself, that I I went to one counseling session with a grief counselor. I was like, I didn't even know about this. I mean, I knew that that happened, but I didn't know you went I know. I went to one counseling session with a grief counselor at the Tang Center, which is like the medical center at Berkeley. And it was like, you know, probably a student – probably like a graduate student type person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, here's everything that's happened in my life up until being 20 years old. And also, by the way, or no, up until being 17 years old. Also, by the way, this person in my life just killed themselves. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Were they like, I mean, that was the entire session like, was just kind of me like spelling out this yeah. chronology and then being like, wow, that's a lot. And I'm like, you're like, yeah. I already know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a lot. I've lived it. I know. Please help I me. know. And so then I didn't go to therapy. So I never went. To, so four, cut to four years later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. you know, so I'm coming out. I'm like trying to come out and be alive and like survive my first breakup. So I go to this other therapist and like I keep seeking it. Right. And this one was a little too like sympathetic-y. Mm-hmm. You know so what you I mean? caretake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, and also I was so, they were specifically like, I needed to find someone who was LGBT mm-hmm. and, but like, I hadn't even figured out like my self-identification. I hadn't figured out my role in the community, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And this person was very, very LGBT. And so I was like, Ugh. oh, it's a little too much. It was too much. You mm-hmm. need someone to be like, it's okay to question and like figure out in your own time. And, not yeah. like someone that's going to say you're a lesbian. Yeah. Even though I was. Yeah. But, like, not someone that's going to say you're a lesbian. That's a little too yeah. – yeah, that can be a lot. Especially because it was such a, like, a long process and And it is really for most difficult. people, not to mention, like, the religious stuff with your dad and, like, yeah. all that God. pressure. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all that. And so then, so then it's, like, another five years, right? And then I started seeing a therapist in L.A. because I was having panic attacks. And this was actually, in the beginning, a really – Good therapy experience in that it was very talk therapy. It was not CBT. It was very talk therapy. And it was like having like an aunt that lived in town. You know, it was Mm -hmm. nice. And but over time, we got too close. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't had experience enough in therapy and experience enough in knowing myself to realize that that my bound that I was transgressing my own boundaries and going into that, like, well, now I feel responsible for you place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, God, like, oh, God, blah, blah, blah. And like, 
I got, I mean, I, we just got too close. I had dinner with her family. Oh, it was, I know. Yeah, that's like, no. Red flag. I Red flag. I didn't, flag. I didn't yeah. know, though. I was yeah. like, this is lovely. You're not supposed to know. She I, knows. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to, like, I, you know, we started, like, work stuff got involved. And, like, it's like. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. She was like, hey, you should not come to my synagogue. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she was lovely and is a lovely person. But, like, that, it was, it was unfortunate because as someone who needed to learn Mm -hmm. how to uphold my boundaries i was betraying them without knowing it you know and that and then the therapy became kind of dysfunctional Mm. and then that actually had like a big detrimental effect because here i am thinking therapy's great advocate for therapy advocate for therapy and then i'm like wow i guess i've maxed out on therapy i guess that's as far as i can go Mm. that's weird Mm -hmm. i guess eventually your therapist just loves you and then that's it (laughs) You know, no. red, well, flags, yeah. red flags. I know, I know. So then I took another another couple of years, and now I'm very, very happy with my current therapist. We have a very clinical relationship. It's very professional. She's a super boundaries forward person. I'm a super boundaries forward person, or she rather is reflecting my boundaries forwardness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't care. I don't want. It doesn't know. matter. You don't even. Know. I don't know anything about her life. I have no idea. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. she's really cool, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about her life, and I don't want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know if she is married or not. I don't want to know any of it because for me, Hannah Hart. All information I have becomes a part of, like, this protective, like, processing factory that I have when I interact with people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I need to keep my therapist as blank as possible. Yeah. Well, it's a very unusual relationship to be in, you know? Because, of course, in any other relationship, you would be like, hey, this is a two-way thing. I know. It's it's weird. I feel like like, it's reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one time she had a cold, and I was like, oh, you know, I have some echinacea. Um, I can bring you some next time. And she was like, I appreciate the gesture, but I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boundary. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, got it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were already trying to take care of her. Yeah. Oh. And she was like, I appreciate the <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. Okay, cool. So you see that I'm doing it, but you're not accepting it. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 So that was really good for me. So therapy is a journey. And I want to hear like everybody's journeys from like, here's the first time I went to, you know, Here's where I'm at right now. I started therapy. Like all of my friends' parents were getting divorced. Did they like my parents didn't get divorced. They probably I assume everyone's but they parents didn't. are divorced. Hannah's parents are still together. <laughs> ah, it's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, no, you know. that's not true. Mom and dad, you guys are great. They just love each other for the way they are. They've just accepted each other. Hey, a, that is a miracle. Well, you know, only what is it, fifty percent? So fifty percent survive, and yeah. you know, and maybe thirty percent of those love each other. It's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I started when my – it was like – I was a teenager. I don't remember what age. Like let's say 13 to 15-ish, maybe around 14, 15 if, I, you know, I'm trying to like narrow it down. But my mom thought we all should go as a family because all of my friends were in therapy and everybody was getting divorced and she just thought it would be good for us to start communicating better. Um, oh, so like you guys went to family therapy? Yeah. As a group all at once? First. Yep. Oh, my wow. God. That's like 17 buckets of issues. Yeah. <laughs> And my parents have been going on their own for a while. Um, I don't even – my brother didn't want to come. It was the time when he was, like, fighting, like, boundaries. He was – because he's almost four years older than me. So at that point, he'd have been, like, almost 18, almost out of the house. Mm. And he had a girlfriend and they were having sex. And my parents didn't like it. And, like, all sorts of, like, ah, shouting and, you know. And I'm the younger kid. So I was just, like, 
I'm just going to hide in my bedroom and, and play with my dolls in color. Oh my um, exactly. What did your dolls, what did you draw? No, <laughs> I know, right? Was, Don't be the therapist. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but so I started with, I want to say her name was like Suzanne or Susan or something, but she was, I grew up in a like a small town, so it's very religious. And so she was religious. And at that point, it didn't really bother me so much. Like she would have paraphernalia, like she would wear a cross. Or we like prayed have... before session and stuff. Wow. Whoa. And there is a lot of that, even still, like I even share an office with someone who does like christian therapy i'm just sitting i'm sorry I'm just, my mouth is, i am in mm-hmm. shock yeah we can talk about religion and therapy and like where the boundaries lay and like i mean that we're I gonna have, have to have you I have back. A whole, that, yeah because i have, I have, a, I have a video on that too because it it's it's bothersome and not depending on where you lie as long as someone's licensed and you're still getting help but there's a lot to talk about but anyway yeah. so that's who i started with and then my brother didn't want to go anymore and my dad's like it's weird to pay somebody to talk to and i don't like crying in front of strangers and so they like we they all stopped and then i was like i like this i want to keep going and so i kept going for like a year maybe two and then to stopped. the same person yeah same mm. person um and i we didn't do the pray anything after a while because i was like i don't like that you know and she was like that's fine and then didn't go at all went away to school and it was probably i don't know towards the end of undergrad i started seeing rebecca who was like my favorite therapist in the world and Luckily, Pepperdine allows you to have free therapy like once a week. Wow. For, oh my gosh. You can have like 12 sessions and then if they think you need more, they can just propose more. Mm. And I literally saw her for like two years. Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. And this is while you were a student? Yeah. Oh. So Gosh. it was free. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, the, I think a lot of the time people don't know the resources that they have because as a society, we're just not good at communicating those things. I mean, you know. And asking because you get scared to ask. Like mm-hmm. the stigma of like, I, does that mean I'm crazy? And right. like, I don't know. Um, but I'd already had a good experience, luckily. And so then I went to see her and then she retired, unfortunately, right when my dad died. <laughs> Perfect time. Oh, my God. Um, and so then I started – I saw one session or maybe two with this woman, Josie. And she was lovely. She was just way too expensive because oh. I was a student and, like, I couldn't afford it. And I remember oh. writing a check. Like, who even brings checks anymore? But at the time, that was, like, all you did. Mm-hmm. And I wrote her check for $125. And I'd already, like – I think she was originally, like, 175 and So I'd this been, is like, already the bottom of her sliding scale. Yep. And I was a lot like, of people, like, in therapy, too, and I just want to bring this up as a mm-hmm. note, is that if you are shopping around for therapy, you can ask how much mm-hmm. the the price is and then you can tell them, like – you know, I'm I can I'm only looking to pay this much. Like, there's room there. It's there's a private a, yeah. practice. It's somebody's independent business. There's a sliding scale. Some people pay forty. Some people pay one hundred and fifty. Yeah, you, you can. There's some room for negotiation. And there totally is. I mean, I've, I've even seen patients for free for a while while they're like transitioning through from jobs or something. Like, there's a lot of negotiating that can happen. Um, and so she was like working with me, but that was not enough. So I think I went one or two sessions, and then Rebecca, even though she was retired, did some phone sessions with me. Aww. Um, to like try to transition me over because it was just like the timing of stuff. And then I've been with my therapist, Jana, for – oh, there was a guy actually I forgot when Rebecca was first like was getting transitioned out or they were like trying to push her out kind of. Um, I saw a trainee. It was a guy. Don't like – I could you're not. Good, you're not a nope. guy therapist kind of I, I came – so I was like, I'll see whomever. I've only seen women for I don't know why, no reason. I hated it. No. Did not like, didn't connect. And I don't know if it was a guy thing or if it's just a him thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at that point I was like starting graduate school and he was just out of graduate school. And I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're doing. Oh. I, I think it was my own like, mm, you yeah. know. I really don't want to see it. If I go into a therapist's office for the first time and they're like younger than like 50, I'm like, uh, uh, 
<laughs> I know. It, it's funny, like, what Except you want. Obviously, yeah, Katie, but, you're not. But, like, but no, no but, but that's okay because, again, it's like a fingerprint. It's so yeah. personal. Yeah, I don't totally. want to feel like I'm on the same level as my therapist. I, I want to be either. like, you are smarter than me. You are more experienced. You are same. wiser. Same. I you like know? a... I, I'm, so now I see Jana and she is like very similar to Rebecca and I've decided that my therapist type is like a woman in her 50s or 60s who is quite hippy dippy mm. and she usually sits cross-legged while our sessions happen and that's oh, what that's I like. Oh, that's beautiful. What a great I description. But, but you know, and that's like, you, you know, you've listed four or five separate therapy experiences all bringing you to that moment and that point, you know, and financial factors are consideration are in consideration, timing, et cetera. But okay, wait, Hannah, when was the first time? <laughs> Tell me your story from yeah. start to finish. And don't and then when you get to the good part, don't skip any details. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. God, I am so happy it's now and not back at this time when I'm about to talk about <laughs> when I was like, I can't even remember what it really was like to be like I feel bad and I don't have I don't even know what the words are to describe yeah. how I'm feeling. Like, yeah. Like I started picking up some books about like anxiety and depression and I remember like calling my parents and like crying on the how phone. How old were you? And I was it was probably like post, right post college. Oh. So I was like 22. Wow. You know, and I was like I feel crazy. I feel like there are voices in my head that are like everyone hates you and you suck. Why? Yeah. Um and yeah, I remember being like oh, I for some reason I needed their permission to like I needed, like, a validation. I needed someone to tell me, like, yes, you have those things. You can go to a therapist. Yeah. So I talked to them. Well, I don't know if they were that helpful or not. I can't remember, really. Um, they probably were very loving and kind. They listened to this. <laughs> they were great. Um, so I just – I was we were living in San Francisco, and I just happened to find a woman in our neighborhood, and she was really helpful. She was um, pretty hippy-dippy. Oh, yeah. Great wardrobe. Yeah. She was very kind, and she introduced me to, like, a lot of uh, ideas. But I don't – I think in the end – I saw her for, like, about a year. And I oh, nice. really don't think I made that much progress because she was too soft and kind. Like, I needed – I need someone who's kind and compassionate. But firm. But also, like, you are doing this. Mm. You are doing this. And not, like, just, not just giving you, like, the, oh, it's, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, mm. not like, oh, like, like – like less of a like I'm like stroking your cheek right now. I need like a like a a fist in the palm. <laughs> Listen, Hannah, you can change. You like, can do yeah. this. Or yeah. like I need people to point out. I need them to call me on my bullshit. Yeah, you need a little more structure. Yeah. So then actually later in San Francisco, right after this breakup <gasps> with my you know, my huge breakup with Jack. Um <laughs> that's what we call. Okay. My friends were seeing this guy who they just Skyped with. Um and so I was like, okay, well, my friends like him, and they're both really smart and cool. So I started talking to this guy, and he, to this day, has ruined all therapy for me because oh. no one is as good as him. He just sees through your shit, like, right away. Like, after talking to him one time, I felt, like, different. Really? Yeah. Well, what are some of the things that he yeah. would, like, call out? Oh, my like God. Like, he, he really helped me with my existential stuff, which I had no idea was there. He was like, one day, he's like, I was like, yeah, as I usually am. And he was like... You are terrified of responsibility. You say it in a thousand different ways. Wow. So what what do you know what his like therapy style was? Well, I guess it was mostly 
Like, I don't know. Like, you know, because, like, something I do when I'm looking for therapists, you mm-hmm. know, because I want to make this helpful and productive to our beautiful, wonderful earbuds that may be listening <laughs> considering these things, mm-hmm. um, is that you can actually, like, Google people um, based off their therapy styles, right? right? So it's like I was looking up specifically someone that worked in PTSD and, like, CBT style, blah, 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 you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd be curious to see if you looked him up on his website and saw mm-hmm. what his therapy styles were. Oh, if yeah. That was, well, if you ever wanted to see somebody face-to-face mm-hmm. or whatever, because do you guys still, still Skype? We sometimes talk, but we're not. We, I'm not seeing him right now. <sighs> Sadly. <laughs> I wish I was. I'm not seeing any therapist right now. <gasps> really? I know. Wait, I why is, sometimes it's okay to take breaks, though. Like Too long. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, breaks can turn into, like, relapse. Uh, and I, I don't talk of relapse just like addiction or eating disorder. It's like relapse into symptoms we don't want to have anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I've even... Um, so I'll speak per, like personally, taking breaks is good for me because it, it forces me to actually try out and use all the things they've told mm-hmm. me to try out and use, like mm-hmm. in a bigger way mm-hmm. than just that week. And if I find that I don't really have anything to talk about because nothing's happening, mm-hmm. I need to honestly give myself time to right. have like a shitty time so I can mm-hmm. come back and be like, well, that helped or wow, that didn't help at all. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But even professionally, I've referred clients out simply because we aren't making enough progress. And sometimes you just need to shake things up, mm-hmm. which yeah. I know sounds bad. Like it can be really hurtful and people have trouble with referrals and stopping therapy. But if you're not making progress with me, that might mean even though you like me and we get along, I'm not the right pick for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're like, it's great. I mean, we can chit chat all day, but I don't <laughs> I'm just know. taking your money. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I really I mean, respect that about you though, because I think a lot of therapists are happy to take the money. To- yes. Totally. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. why like any job, a therapy like therapist is just a job yeah people can be shitty at their like you got a bad haircut before you can have bad therapy Mm -hmm. like it's the same Mm -hmm. and i know people think that like oh going through that much school and all those hours makes you a really good therapist only if you want to be right right because people get into therapy i think for two reasons one to fix their own shit which is a bad therapist Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's why they'll tell you a lot about themselves and they'll like you know work You'll Ugh. find them getting involved into your stuff almost too much, like getting too close yeah. and yeah. finding you to do things, like overstepping boundaries. But other therapists get into it to actually help people. Those are the good therapists because they'll work on themselves. They're aware of, like, erotic transference. Like, if you have a crush on your therapist, that's because, like, you don't have healthy boundaries and don't know how to express love in a healthy way. So mm-hmm. it comes off on a therapist. Oh, Can God. a therapist have a crush? <laughs> oh, God. Is, is that, are you concerned about that? Uh, I'm, I'm totally aware of this happening. <laughs> and that's not the only reason. Sometimes mm-hmm, we're just like, mm-hmm. they're nice people and they're very cute and I like them. Well, I want to jump back and ask Hannah this, which is why the break from therapy? Honestly, right now it's just money, money, mm-hmm. and I would love to talk to my former therapist. And he said we've actually reached a point where he could be more like a life, not so he could be like a less clinical, mm. like wouldn't be a. It's more like a booster shots. Yeah, you don't need to do the deep work, but he can. Be, you can yeah. talk to him once a month, yeah, maybe, and just be more life coachy. Yeah, so it wouldn't be like I'm diagnosing you with things, but it would be like just, but it would be the same stuff, you yeah. know, because it's still him. Yeah, like, it would yeah. just be more to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I think I might prefer male psychologists or therapists. And I'm like, oh, God, is that because I've internalized miso- like misogyny? And I'm like, well, women aren't competent. Or is it just dad no. issues? <laughs> I don't think it's either. I think it's just people. Maybe mm-hmm. talking to – because everybody's different, for in, like even the age thing, right? So mm-hmm. we all have preferences. So you might – like talking to men, maybe, and I don't know this about you, so I'm just completely hypothesizing that you, your closer relationships or emotional relationships, especially with your parents or members of your family, were the males. Yeah, your dad's the crier in your family. What? 
<laughs> no, Katie, you, nailed, you hit the nail on the head. My mind is blown. Yeah, her mom's like the mechanical engineer. <laughs> so, so that's it's why, because she wasn't warm, and you need someone warm. So men are warm to you. Oh. For me, <laughs> like, but that's that's why, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For wow. me, it was always like my aunt Roxanne. I would talk to, and she's very hippy dippy, very, and she was older. You know, you can kind of draw easy correlations between who you t- confided in as a kid mm. and who you want to confide in as a therapist. Okay. And whether they're older, younger, that doesn't always matter, but gender can matter and like what they represent for you, like mm. how they are and stuff like that. God, it is so, so wild to be a human being. It's <laughs> such a wonderful journey. It's yeah. crazy. It really why, is. why things are comfortable and other yeah. things are not. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, dude, if you're thinking about it, especially now that we've taken on a task like this, right? Like to get meta, like with the podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to make sure that you are getting the support you need as we do a lot of output every week, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think it might be maybe just something to consider. Oh, I'd love, I mean, you know how I love talking about my feelings. I'm <laughs> like, I can't, it's not fair to do it to my friends all the time. Like <laughs> once in a while. But if I called you every week and we're like, blah, blah, Well, that's right. Your friends are not your therapist. No, your no. therapists are a specific type of person. And we're going to explore the type of people that become therapists right after this. Hannah. Yes. I have really enjoyed having a podcast with you. Dude, this podcast changed my life. It's so great. This podcast has changed my life too. Yeah. You know why? Because I get to see you every month. It's oh great. my God. You know? Thank you. We were go for like 16 months without seeing each other. That was insane. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <sighs> dark times. Dark times. And you know, one of the reasons I love this is that it goes in our ears, you know? And sometimes I wish that there were other things I love, like books and stuff, that could also go in our ears. Indeed. If only there was a way. Oh my goodness, but Hannah Gelb, there is. And that's through Audible.com. Audible helps you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between your devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Whether it's on your phone, through your car, your tablet, at home, or otherwise, you can get through tons of books, hands, and eyes free while doing almost anything. I would prefer to have both my eyes and hands still there, though. Yes. Hannah Hart, what if the only sound I ever want to have ever is your voice? Really? Well, (laughs) don't worry. There's a way you can listen to my voice even more by checking out my book, Buffering, Unshared Tales of a Life Fully Loaded, which is read entirely by me on Audible.com. Wait, dude, you read the whole book? I read the whole book. Yeah, it was really hard. It was probably, to be honest, the hardest thing I've ever done is read that whole book out loud. It took two days. I can't believe I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, my God. I mean, I've read the book and I'm your friend, but (laughs) I haven't heard you read the book about your life. Yeah, you could listen to to me hold back tears and fight off giggles. Oh, my God. I know. Only at audible.com slash Hanalyze. If you guys want to download a free audiobook and listen with a 30-day trial membership, just head to audible.com slash Hanalyze or text Hanalyze to 500-500. Download your free title today and start listening. It's just that easy. So, Hannah Gell, pop quiz, where can you find your 30-day trial and free audiobook? That's audible.com slash Hanalyze or text Hanalyze to 500-500 to get started today. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> audible.com slash Hanalyze or, again, by texting Hanalyze to 500-500. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. Oh, 
Um, Han Hart. Yes. I want to tell you something very exciting. Oh, what? Um, well, you know how you are the most famous person on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. The guys from Is This Adulting asked me to be a guest on their <gasps> podcast. Oh my god, lucky them! Yes, so my episode with them drops on April 26th. And for those of you who don't know, Is This Adulting is basically a mental health podcast that is like Hanalyze This, except instead of two Hannahs, it's two dudes, Aww. which I just think is so great. And, you know, they're being real and vulnerable and supporting one another for all of the internet to hear. I mean, I'm super happy for you and also, like, weirdly jealous. Oh, yay. Okay, but moving on. And we're back. Hey, that was good, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. It's Hannah Geld, everybody. That's the first time I've said, and we're back. <laughs> I'm really growing. Good job. Good job. <laughs> it's really good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, but we wanted to ask Katie, um, what made you become a therapist? Because that is such an interesting pursuit. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of different things. I guess when I was younger, I always liked being the secret keeper. You know, when, like, you're, you're a teenager or preteen or whatever. And, and you're like, a confidant. Yeah, I like to listen. Mm. I liked, I always pride, I was so proud that, like, I kept the secrets and nobody would know. And, like, people knew that. And You had their trust. Yeah, and I I loved that. I don't know why. So that's, like, I think the first so time. So it I, gets your rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just like to listen. I would always be like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, interesting, you know. And then I was proud that they knew it wouldn't go past me. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I think that's like if I track back, like when I first was like, this is, I like this, this is interesting. Um, and then when I, when I started therapy, when I was a teen, um, I found it really interesting, like just fascinating as a craft, I guess. And I thought it was, it was a weird job. And then I took an intro to psych class, uh, my senior year of high school and I loved it because people are fascinating. Like for a long time, I thought I may not want to be a, a therapist or a psychologist. Maybe I want to be like a sociologist. Like I want to study people as a whole or like mm -hmm. an anthropologist, like mm -hmm. different cultures. And and then when I started into college, I was a double major. I d majored in music and in um, psychology. And the, then I just wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Then mm -hmm. when I got out of school, because I paid for all my own schooling, so I was like, shit, this is expensive. Mm -hmm. um, I like looked into this, sounds silly, but because I love to bake, that's like a therapeutic thing for me. So I was like, maybe I'll become like a pastry chef. That'll be cool. Oh, you so... would be the most adorable little <laughs> yes. pastry chef. Oh, I can just see I can now. doodle. You should doodle Katie as a pastry chef. Oh my God, yes. Oh, yeah, They'd be like, Katie, who also has a double degree in music <laughs> and psychology, is just decided to open a patisserie. <laughs> <laughs> So I applied to culinary school, and that's expensive yeah. also. So you were expensive. like, ooh, more debt. I was like, wow, things are so expensive. Why is life so expensive? <laughs> anyway, and then I, I thought about it. My mom, bless my mom, she's like so patient and like steady, which I think is why I love my husband, Sean, because he's like patient and steady now that I think of that. Um, but she was like, well, consider it, sis. If you were going to do this, like what would your daily life look like and what would you be enjoy about it? And, you know, go through the, the things you're thinking about and – you know, write it down. And so I thought about it and I was like, wow, if I'm a pastry chef, I like work nights. Mm. I work weekends. I don't want to do that. That sucks. Yeah. I also, if I don't work nights and weekends, I get up really, really early. Yeah. I don't and like that either. Also, have you ever tried to make a croissant? I know. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, it's a night. It's a night. Yeah. If you guys ever want to look up My Drunk Kitchen, Oh, that croissant. one went. That I, one was dark. It, was dark. <laughs> it opens up just me in a, like an empty room. Yes, yeah. you're like it's real hard. Let me just go back to ten hours ago. Yes, <laughs> yes, I've seen that one. Oh my god. Yeah. So after considering it, then I decided to go through it and go to school. But before I did that, I took a job as like a counselor because people can be counselors. Just so you know, counselors aren't necessarily licensed unless they're licensed 
clinical, or it depends on the state, but they can be LPCCs, licensed professional clinical counselors. Every state has a different acronym just to make it more confusing. Oh, that sucks. But well, can't it just be federal? I know. <laughs> right? It'd be so much I'm easier. But that so people aren't licensed. They just have a four-year degree in psychology. Okay. And so I worked at a parenting or pregnant teen foster home for about a year. Oh, good. You started off life. I did. Wow. Pregnant teen foster home. One of my uh, one of my friends worked there and got me the job. And I actually really liked it, even though it was really hard and yeah. like totally exhausting. Like I'd have to nap after work. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply to grad school. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. Um, yeah. And then you I still just... found satisfaction. You're like, yeah. wow, I can't. Wow. Not only did you like it, but you were like, wow, I can do this. Yeah. I think because I don't know. Therapy is such like a it's a craft. It's not, it's not like a doctor where I, oh, this is a broken leg. I'm going to fix it this way. This is the protocol. Like there are protocols in therapy, but therapy is much more of like a, you have to work your art and get better at it and understand people. And you always have to be striving to do better. It's a very weird job. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, after working in it for years and earning my, I just have loved it. I still enjoy it. It's really Mm. fascinating. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This is so beautiful. It is. I know. That's great. That sounds like the right reasons to get into therapy. Well, I have a question Mm -hmm. because this is one of the things, because I've been thinking about maybe going into therapy because I find that like in my workplace, for example, people come to me to talk. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't go to other people. Yeah. I think maybe because I'm a nice person. Yeah. Um, but you're non-judgmental, dude. You do a really good job of like, every time I talk to you, I feel very judgment-free. Oh. Which is, is it, it's its own, like, I don't know. What I would never call, call like myself a... non-judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> people can tell. Well, like, thanks, like, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I feel like I'm pretty empathetic and I enjoy getting into it. Like, that's how I feel close to people. It's like mm-hmm. talking about really intense stuff. But... I'm also a middle-class white woman. And I think, you know, I'm like, well, what if someone comes in and they're like a person of color or or they're just someone like from a way different background as me and I just can't relate. And so how do you like, I mean, how do you deal with someone who comes in and is like, wow. well, my child died? And, you know. Well, because the thing about therapy is you don't have to relate to them. Oh. Because you're, you're like talking empath versus therapist. Mm-hmm. And those are very dangerous lines because Mm. if i'm too empathic which i've struggled with being online more than in practice because it's just weird like online is like what is this thing i don't even know how this really works and nobody's doing this so how the hell do i know if i'm doing it correctly Mm. versus therapy i've been trained to practice to have all these hours of i know what i'm supposed to do and not do and boundaries are very clear they teach you it's not about relating so when you're doing things personally we can be really empathic. I can, I can really feel, I could cry with a friend because I, f- I feel so sorry for them or it sucks or, you know, something bad has happened. But at, in therapy, yes, we're human and we can still cry or whatever, but it's not about that. It's mm. about mm-hmm. meeting them where they're at mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and giving them what they need at that time. So oh, it's not, right. it's a little so different. So I'm even, I'm kind of being selfish. I'm like thinking about me. Like how am I going to relate to this person when really it's about the, them? And yeah, because therapy is all about them. Yeah. Therapy is all about them. So it's like. But you're used to therapy being all about you, which is cool. Right. That's what you've been <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <right? laughs> You yeah. know, but it's like if you go into something, which is why it's funny because it's like this is why I know I'm not a therapist is because I, you know, if someone comes in and they have experienced just profound loss, like the loss of a child or a spouse or their, you know, um, I think that's a great point you made about like uh, people of color and like feeling like, wow, what right do I have to like talk to people who've had such a different life experience that the society perceives so differently mm-hmm. from me, blah, 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 right. blah. And I think probably statistically most therapists are white 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, really. I don't know. I mean, I'd guess, but I don't really know. I have a mishmash in my office, but mm-hmm. I'm also, we're also in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's LA. Mm-hmm. We're on the, the bottom. So I might be totally wrong. And if I am, oh my God, I'm so I embarrassed. Know. I and... don't know. Well, no, it's also a cultural thing, too. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like, I feel like a lot of cultures are mm-hmm. very anti therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lat- Latino cultures and African American cultures, in my professional experience, are very reluctant. Um, like, I've had African American patients, even friends of mine who've, like, Commit like um, attempted suicide and had really big bouts of depression. Their family's like, "Oh, uh, you should just talk to the family and like keep it. Go, go to church oh, and talk in church." So sad. It's like so. It's so not safe. And it's like you're not. Well, it's just sad because it's like wow. Of all people in society, like wow, we're we're even given privilege in that we. It's more. You know, for as still stigmatized as it is, it's like, cool, well, you know, it's like we have the money, well, the time will go to therapy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So culturally, it's more acceptable because we're m- like, you know, we pay professionals to do things all the time. So <laughs> this is just what's normal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But going back to like your main question of like how could you relate, it, you don't have to relate. You, I think it's actually more beneficial as a therapist to allow people to teach you. Oh. So like everyone – like you both have different life experiences and things than I do. Right. So I could allow Hannah to teach me what it means to, for her to be her. Like if she was coming out and this was back, you know, back when she was doing that with that therapist, it would have been a great opportunity for her to be like, well, what would it look like for you and what's comfortable for you? So mm. you allow someone to like teach you and hopefully mm-hmm. through that process they learn more about themselves. Mm. And Oh, yeah. My so, biggest... so, so like a good therapist will figure out a way to help you. No yes. matter what the issue yes. is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you oh, yeah. technically have all the tools and skills yourself. After we just have to highlight them. them and bring them out of the right, dark, essentially. Right. Oh, my God, you are such a good therapist. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not God, really I can just this. tell. Well, first yeah. of all, you have a great voice. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. It's, and I mean, yeah, I feel... Calm aura. It is. <laughs> I feel like um, I, I don't have my... Currently, right now, maybe not forever, because I also am like, I love this stuff. We find this stuff fascinating. Right. What, maybe in the future one day would I want to get licensed in some regard or mm-hmm. go even study psychology or like developmental psychology, et cetera. Currently, I right now have no capacity to hold anything for anyone else. Mm. I cannot hold this for you. I cannot save this space yeah, I'm for all you. full here. I'm full right here, right now, you know? And it's like, I, I don't have anything to do it. I would be, be absorbing it. Yeah. That's the only way I could continue it, and I can't. Well, and I think that's that goes back to kind of what we discussed a little bit before is like people going into therapy to fix themselves because if we don't feel – and this goes for everybody, but I think I have a whole video probably about like all therapists should be in therapy because if you don't spend the time to fix your own shit first, you have no business getting into someone else's. Right. And I think a lot of therapists, because our job can be so taxing and so isolating, I mean, unless you work in a clinic – you go into your office and you only see your patients. There's confidentiality. It's yeah. I mean, like you get to go, you know, call up your best right. friend and be like, oh no. my God, this person, law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we do, I do have like peer supervision groups once a month where people take turns sharing difficult cases. Mm. But even that's really limiting as to what you can share and stuff like that. But so it's so isolating and it can be so draining. And if you don't practice proper self care, you'll find yourself absorbing it all like a sponge right. and then feeling completely burned out and, like, your mental health is then deteriorating. Right. And then if you're continuing to see people and your mental health is deteriorating. Yeah, like, Whoa. it's terrible. Yeah. Then you're not a good therapist. That's mm-hmm. when therapists make horrible decisions, like oh, have God. you over for dinner. I mean, I heard from <laughs> a, a patient of mine that was like, yeah, and then I met her children. And I was like, oh, my God. Come again? I've also met her children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this one person. And I was like, what? And in my head, I'm like, what the? fuck is going on here yeah. this is not a, and i can't like just so you know therapists cannot report other therapists 
but we can what? encourage. It I feels know. like you would be the ones that could. You'd think so, and I'm sure there are reasons, like, because what if you're jealous of another therapist, but, like, you shouldn't oh, be a therapist. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> or, like, what if someone's lying to me and I don't know? Oh. It didn't happen to me. Mm. No, for, oh, it's, it's hearsay. It's not first yes. hand. Oh. So if, so you can encourage your patients to report, which I do in cases like that. I'm like, you realize that that was inappropriate and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, th- that's just kind of how it is. But if you're a therapist and you go into it and you have all your shit together and you really want to help people and you want to be a better version of a therapist, those are the therapists that are actually good. Because otherwise we don't, like like Hannah Hart said, like, I don't have any space to hold that. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, I'm all this. I'm awful. So awful. Sorry about that. Yeah. Bye. You know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that's kind of cool because then it's like, Wow. So you, you get yourself to a place where you're like, what, you know, maybe in the future it's like – or like in the future or now or whenever. But like if you – like if I arrive at a place where I have more more room, mm-hmm. then I could hold for more. Or if one arrived at a place where they were like, I feel like pretty good and I want to give back. Yeah. You know? like Yeah, because I do think it, there is something to be said about like spending a lot of time in therapy and then being able to be on the other side because for me it's been really beneficial to know what it's like to sit down. Right. I mean I can't even imagine becoming a therapist and not having been in therapy. Oh, or so not seeing many a, of them. I could not imagine someone I mean, being I, a therapist I thought that was and actually seeing. like a class requirement to graduate. Is that like you have it to should go be. to one. And different, different universities, again, mm-hmm. everything's different. Different, strokes, different. different states. Different states, different licensing, different um, universities. Mine... Just so you guys know, I was never required until I started my internship. So I actually was seeing patients. It was required. I was already in therapy because I already like it. But (laughs) a lot of people would not take that internship because it forced them. Oh and I was like, God. I think that's oh, a you, red you flag. You think you're missing the point. I'm going to hunt all these people down. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I graduate with, let's say, 30 people. Probably only 10 of them will actually like get their license and finish their hours because it takes forever. How many of them will be good? And how many of them be good? Maybe like two or three. Wow. I think like level like whatever Hannah Gallup would be a great therapist. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Non-judgmental thing is a big component because people need to be able to feel like they can say whatever and it's okay. And they don't and have that, to like try and impress you or like anything. No. Like that. And you they can't just... teach that. Do you like, think they're too good of... looking though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean. Okay. <laughs> Um, if you guys want to find out, JK, just... JK, I can't, I can't. I know, I know. But thank you so much for being here, Katie. Of course, of course. If you, oh my God, if you this guys, was amazing. If you guys want to find out just how good looking Katie Morton is, <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and check out her on her YouTube channel. What is it? Uh, Katie Morton, just how, my name. How do you spell it, though? K- oh, K-A-T-I and Morton like the salt. YouTube.com slash K-A-T-I-M-O-R-T-O-N. Yeah. Yes. And also Katie also winked, uh, I feel. I I did. Oh, yeah, I did wink. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you guys want more of us? You can follow us on... We'll be talking non-professionally about so many topics. So many topics right here on this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. And make sure you check out Hanalize Pod. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E-P-O-D on Twitter. Hannah Galp, what are some of the delights that have been happening over on Hanalize Pod this week. I like to update people on my life, like when I missed the train to come here on time yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, um, I really, I really want to like get more creative with the Twitter and figure out good ways to do it. But I love it. It's really fun. I want to see that doodle of Katie Morton. Oh, yeah. a, yes, more doodles. Okay. yes, more doodles. Yes, more doodles. More doodles. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Earbuds. <laughs>